Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower... It's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Yeah, I just had this really hard time remembering, like, important facts, like my anniversary, my location where I work, my office, which keys for my office, my social security number. But you can, like, name any Pokemon, and I will be able to tell you what type it is. It's just ridiculous. What about Masquerain? Masquerain's bug flying, which is really dumb because of Surskit being like water bug. It makes no sense. What about Vigoroth? Vigoroth is normal. What about Meganium? Meganium's grass flying, and I will hold to that to the day I die. I swear it can learn fly. <laughs> Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts. Hostess. And Shemu. And we're here to bring to you the 167th episode of the Puckle Podcast. So puckle up for another Pucklicious episode with more Puckle made up words. So, uh, <laughs> as always, <laughs> I should be asking you guys, what have you been up to in Pokemon? Nothing. Nothing. What about you, Bo? Oh, I uh, I've been playing some showdown. I've been playing with some old cool old school like Pokemon trading cards because my roommates are like, cool, that's cool. And I was like, cool, I'll play. And I'm teaching, ah. play. so that's kind of fun. And actually, sounds like a blast. I wish I had people to like play Pokemon cards with. I I, I yeah. I have so many Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I like, know you do. There are eleven decks that I have built right now. <laughs> And that, I mean, like, the only shortages I'm having are, like, in trainer cards. In trainers, not even in energies. Like, no, not in... Well, I guess you, energies I, are timeless. Well, you get a lot of energy. Energies are timeless. I mean, when you've been playing for 18 years, you just kind of collect a whole... <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> you, you get, get like, a deck without thing for cards. You get, like, what, 20 energy usually? They usually give you, like, a, you, a chunk of energy. Mm-hmm. That's, like, yeah. you can start a deck. And, I mean, like, I bought some 
Pokemon equivalent to fat packs for Magic. They don't have like a name for them, but okay. Man. And at the point now, it's like in the well, in the, I guess the competitive meta, like energy, they're like less than Turdak, like in all actuality. It's like you get like a few special energies now. It's in like six yeah. of this energy. It's, I don't like it as much now because it's, it's mostly special energy. It is really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every Pokemon is required to run a double colorless attack. Mm-hmm. Like, Almost. that's literally what it is. Yeah, there's, uh, other than that, I think there's, for me, myself, I actually, I've been playing, I've been playing more Little Cup. I'm very into Little Cup right now. <laughs> uh, my team is still wrecking. I, I don't know, like, I've played a lot of things, and I've noticed a lot of things in Little Cup, like, Mole Breaker Drill Burr is really cool. Yeah. And I'll occasionally get messed up by a uh, Larvesta. But people think it's a lot better than it actually is. And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my my goal this week, though, is to finally build a VGC 2015 team on Showdown and practice with it. But I need to practice. I need to do that, too. I think most of us need to actually get We definitely do, especially if we're going to go to PuckleCon, you know? Yeah. Okay, I've been saying this for a lot of times, but... We should get together and just smoke on, fight each other. No, we should. I agree with you. We should come up yeah. with like a night, every, like once a month, maybe. I think that's doable. Why don't we do it yeah. this week? When? This week. This week sounds horrible, because I have a presentation I have to give on Monday. Not this Monday, but the 9th. <laughs> I'm in and... a meeting. God dang it. So the the week after, we can do it. Yeah, okay. I am pretty much like usual and free. Yeah, you're always free. Life, my life we'll talk about much. that. We'll we'll bring it up, and we should definitely like Smogon fight. No, you got a few ideas on fight. But like, we'll exclusively VGC night. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that'd yeah, be a lot we of fun. Can, we, we can, can like we can even mix here. it up with like a chat box meetup or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, and then other people can come and ha- hang out. Hey, on showdown, quick question: On showdown, can you make your own chat room? You kind of. <laughs> it's not on the main showdown one. It's hard to do, but on like yeah. side ones, we can. We actually had a room for a little while. I think it died. Okay, but, but, but we, um, we had it on the Frost server for like a, hmm. a week. And then <laughs> after the, show, um, the showdown collapse, okay, we kind well, of lost. Also, we could also just go back and forth between our yeah. showdown. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We can always we, go on. We can always forgot we had a puckle chat. I, I dual screen anyway. So <laughs> same here. Yeah, I do that. So either way, I guess I guess that's it. We should go talk about some news. There wasn't much of it, but it's fun to talk about anyway. So cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. On to the news. So, in the news, there hasn't been that much this week. First of all, we got, uh, in Pokken Fighters news, it is pronounced Pokken, found that out. It is, uh, after all the fighters were announced last week, we got new skin colors, which are very unexciting. And there were two new support Pokemon released, uh, Frogadier and Eevee. Which, I guess that's something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eevee looks good. I mean, I think they all look amazing, and it's yeah. really cool. But that's just me. Eevee being able to, like, what, heal and power buff? Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's actually good, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty much like it's competitive use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. Yeah. 
I don't know. This game, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how this game turns out. And I will always preach the Pokemon Stadium 3 mantra. Oh, they also, um... There's something else you missed earlier, but um, miss? they also gave them their moves. They, they you can find oh, the moves okay. that they use, and really if you cool. look at their the playable characters. They also like, like showed off a couple them. more stages or something too. So, nice, something like that. Yeah, like um, what this? We can use his mirror code. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Gardevoir has one that's calm mind and psychic, so it needs yeah. like moves or something. I think it's really cool, but we were just talking about how like it would take forever to develop characters for Stadium Three. And, I don't know, like, just thinking about how many Pokemon are in the backgrounds of these stages, like, some of them have I to think be... I think it might take a while for them to make it, like, this realistic. That's I mean, I don't need to make it, like, they could tone down the Pokken Fighters, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, they characters, and then lower the quality just slightly. I'd be happy. Honestly, I what I really want is I want Stadium 3, so I could be like, hey, Bo, we're at PocoCon. You want to play some Stadium 3? Shrell, yes. And that's how it's going to happen. And then Bo and I duke it out on Stadium 3 with uh, everybody that's attending P- PuckleCon watching us duke it out. It's probably more like PuckleCon on 2016, just FYI. What's, what's in 2016? PuckleCon 2016. For this, Maybe for, this for game, that. I don't know. Yeah. More like, it'd be more likely 2016. Cause uh, probably. I, I'm not saying it's coming out. but <laughs> you, won't, you won't get a release from Stadium 3 in the next, like, what? Four or six months. I don't yeah, think I that doubt. Well, I don't know. Do you think they six might go? Seems, if, uh, this this is a good question. Do you think if they release like a stadium I, game that they would do a worldwide release just like they do the Pokemon games? I don't yeah. know. I think they would do that from now on. In my opinion, I, I just think it's going to happen from now on. Japan. Because I don't, th- like, I don't think they did well, like Mystery not. Dungeon or anything. I don't think. I don't. Think it's a matter of who's going to get what because of what they've already had. I think it's a matter of. How well is it going to sell? I, that's true. That's a good yeah. statement. I they, think the, the main I game will always the game and then not have it sell. Yeah, that would really suck. Testing. I mean, I think it would that do. Might... I think it would do well enough, honestly. If Stadium Three came out, but if, but it, they, if it was a full stadium, I mean, I'm just talking from a market standpoint. Yeah, I yeah. would wouldn't make a worldwide release unless I knew it was going to sell. Which with Pokemon X and Y, mm-hmm. like. They knew that was gonna sell. Yeah, yeah. Most people were like, "Main games sell really well now." Yeah, Oras, same thing. Like people were crying for years for Gen Three remakes, years. And they made like worldwide release because these American idiots are gonna buy our game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on, we have uh, the news of those of you who took place in the Battle of Hoenn and actually understood how to sign up. Unlike I did at the time, huh. you can uh, if you've bat- if you participated in three battles in the Battle of Hoenn, you can grab your Tyrant probably after February seventeenth. Uh, it has the hidden ability Sturdy Tail Whip, Tackle, Roar, and Stomp, which is really cool. Like these these online competitions are actually getting like more legitimate and more legitimate prizes. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna sign up for the next one. I'm signing up for the next one. My team's gonna be awful, but I'm gonna sign up for it. Oh, the gen- uh, there's another one. Showdown? It starts. Uh, there's another tournament starting up. Online competition starting up. I believe the registration starts on the fourth. So that's this week. But isn't that the um legendary one? Yeah, you're allowed two legendaries out of a certain list, not just like any legendaries. Let me see if I can find the list real quick. It's like, yeah, it's probably on there. You scroll down a bit. It's right here. It's the generation showdown. Uh, the registration's February sixth. My bad. Uh, so that's still later this week though. 
That's this Friday. And the battle period goes from, like, the 13th to the 15th of February. So over Valentine's Day, while you're lonely, you can be playing Pokemon. Yay! Uh, (laughs) Woo! You're allowed national decks, uh, Pokemon, up to two of the following. Mewtwo, Lugia, Ho-Oh, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, Reshiram, Zekram, Zekram. Zekram. Uh, Zekram. Uh, Kyrem, Xerneas, Yvetel, or Zygarde. Talking uh, about Akron. The prize is Graham. not nearly as cool as a sturdy Tyrant. It's in fact a thousand Pokemiles. But you know, that's something. But I, I the only reason I'm really interested in doing these is because of the rumors that you might need like a play point to like participate in VGCs, possibly. I think that was just at Worlds. We I established that last well. week. LOL. Uh but I would Worlds still really be- like it just in case I like go to nationals and it's just like you need a play point. It's just like, oh. I mean, I feel like if it's going to be a thing where you need a play point, you probably need more than a play point. And yeah. a play point, I don't think that. No, no, no. I heard that. actually, I like at Worlds know. last year, if you were going to do the last chance for qualifier, you needed one play point. Oh. Oh, for the last chance, yeah. Yeah, for the last chance. I thought I don't if think you they're doing that this year, that might be TCG only, but some of them, things TCG. I mean, they I could always the change the rules. Like they say that the rules are subject to change. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh well. Uh, other than that, in Pokemon news, I don't know that there's much else going on. Uh, Puckle-wise, I don't know that there's much else going on other than the UTC right now, either. That's so. still, yeah. I think Ethan's trying to put together another movie night. That's true, he is going to try to put together another movie night. Yeah. Meant to get back... Hey, Ethan, this is my form of really impractical communication to you. <laughs> um... I have several roommates that are interested in the Pokemon cartoon, and I want to find a night where they're all available also, which is not very hard. And then I want to reply to you, so then we can all sit down and watch it, and then you guys can kind of like, oh, hey, these Pokenoobs are living with Bosephus. We could get, like, a Twitch account or something, and you could, like, webcam That's it. Banana Nut Sunday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but moving nights are always fun. That's me getting back to Ethan about... <laughs> which... Uh, yeah. Alright, moving on, I guess. I don't know if there's much else in the news. Uh, I might have missed something, but Pokemon-wise, not much else going on this week. Oh, Mega Evolution 3 was, uh, was given a date, I believe? It's, uh, March 19th. So, that's good. Uh, that's in Japan, obviously, before the U.S., because the anime's, like, two and a half months ahead of the U.S. or something. Uh, and this Mega Evolution it. Act 2 still hasn't shown in the U- U.S., if I'm not mistaken. Um, 2? Actually, no, I don't think it has. Yeah. So, we're a little we behind. But it's fine. We might get 2 and 3 together, because I'm pretty sure 2 oh, is short we could. and 3 is short. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're both, like, 5 to 7 minutes long each. What? That's it? So we might get them together. I thought they were way I, longer than seven, that. 7? Well, what I've seen of them are really short. I might have only seen part of it, but... I think you only saw part of it. Oh, wait, no, I thought two They're parts full two. episodes. With, there's yeah. two parts of two, I saw. Because yeah. um, I think two goes into Mega Rayquaza. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, that's what I saw. Never mind. Alright, so, moving on then. Uh, we'll go to the topic after this short break. Hey, this is Misty, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Puckle fix. 
If you haven't already, help us out by reviewing us on iTunes. And if you have time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fan emails make up a good chunk of our show. So join the Puckle community today. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is actually like a fan-asked-for topic of introduction to competitive Pokemon. Because I've seen this a lot. A lot of people ask me, like, how to... Like, they'll send an email and ask me to talk about EV training or about breeding. And I do want to say that I've done episodes on these before. If you look at the back catalog, which is anywhere. It's on it's on iTunes. It's on the website. It's on most platforms, except for maybe Stitcher. Uh, but... I guess we can always just go and... Bo? I'm here, oh. don't worry. Okay, I was worried about what you, where you went. <laughs> I muted myself for a second while you were talking. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> and uh, we were... We were uh, definitely... We thought we'd do an episode on this just to go over some basics and just talk about, like, just how to get in competitive battling in general. So our first cop- topic is definitely to just mention how in-game battling is much different than uh, metagame. So, yeah. in-game is completely different than metagame. In-game, you can go, you can just level up your Pokemon, you can just run train on the AI, and just overpower literally everything. In the metagame, it's not so. Everybody's running, like, level 100 stuff, and the thought process that goes on in a human mind is much different than that uh, that's going on in the computer when yeah, you're playing the game. Typically have a... Um certain set of Pokemon that they go through. Mm-hmm. It's like the cool trainers or the ace trainers or whatever. They're the ones who have the most variety, but like... That's true. Lasses and youngsters typically have normal type mm-hmm. Pokemon. Or like, like just normal flying. It's not even that. It's uh, Even when you they get the Pokemon, except for maybe the champions, the Pokemon mm-hmm. have like the most recent four moves in their level up. Yeah. And, and they usually like go for one move over the other. Then it's like a very predictable. It's very, especially in Gen One AI. I order. think the best. I think the best uh, example of the Gen One AI showing how in-game is completely different than competitive metagame is that uh, Venomoth that beat the Dragonite mm-hmm. in Twitch Plays Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> because Barrier, it's Psychic type, used it against the Poison type Venomoth. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, it, just ban one move. Like, if you're playing nowadays, that kind of thing doesn't happen. But no, it doesn't. But it's really, really you never see uh, switches happen barely, unless the AI levels There's very a few high. Game that, yeah, yeah, and that there, there, happens in the game. That like, was like, it. Or Oras does it sometimes. Uh, it depends on the a, it, like. If you're playing Archie, you can make it happen. Or if you're playing Maxi, yeah, and a certain set of Cap- conditions are met. I think yeah, the conditions I, are that the Pokemon cannot cause damage to your Pokemon, uh, so yeah, it switches. I did some. No, what happened? Um, I used an electric type move on an Aggron or something, and mm-hmm. he ended up switching to a Claydol, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that'll happen." I was just an utter shock. I did never even think that they would do that because you don't. I've, think the AI I've seen that it. Part. I've seen it happen a couple times in Pokemon games. It's it always caught me off guard because I never expected the AI to do it. But uh, you don't expect them to do it, and then they do it. It's just like I know it's definitely one of the biggest shocks to people who just jump into competitive. Is like all of the switching that happens. Uh, because yeah, was I was, I was actually when I was getting misty into competitive battling, she used to get really mad at me because I would start switching. You know, I would do the normal competitive thing. You know, you've been playing long enough. You just know how to switch, how to predict. Yeah, 
And so there's a switching that, and she was just getting so frustrated with me because I kept switching. <laughs> and, oh, and you don't, yeah, because like the immunities and weaknesses. Yeah, because you're worried about that. Um, I do want to say that I think your type chart is much more important to remember out in metagame than it is in in-game. Yes, that I've is actually, way, I think when the, oh man. I've been playing with a, I've been playing with a friend in real life. Catch this. Uh, no way. Yeah, right? You have, you have real life friends? Yeah, right. I, I'm surprised myself. What are those? <laughs> and we've one? been uh, playing competitive, and he's just getting into it, and he always has his type chart up, because he cannot remember anything. <laughs> and it's just, and he's just like, how do you remember everything? I'm like, I don't know, I've just been playing. I played for, you know, seven years competitively, I or eight years now, uh, competitively. I know my type chart. <laughs> There's a... I honestly should do that, too, because certain resistances I don't remember. Like, like It's not even that I memorized it like, like, like on out. purpose. I memorized it, it accidentally. Happened. It's just like... Yeah, out of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> I drew a type chart for my roommates because they're learning to play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They're using the older gens. But I was just like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is right. I'm not totally sure because things have changed and I don't know what I'm yeah. wrong. But I drew them up a type chart, and it was... It was for uh, everything up until, like, Dark Steel. Okay. So the the first 15 types. Yeah, uh, Gen 1's completely broken, so don't yeah, tell them yeah. that Ghost is super effective to Psychic, because uh, it's not. And I, and I wrote that stuff in. I'm like, this is supposed to happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> because Lick was actually programmed to be not very effective. Yeah. Ghost was, like, not effective. So weird. Yeah, it was accidentally programmed to do that, but and that was the only move that would matter. But <laughs> yeah, lick. Yeah, and so moving on though, there are a few other things that you should know, like just some bare bone basics. Sh- Shamu and I really want to get into like another episode where we can talk about more advanced techniques, techniques yeah. in quotes, uh, for prediction like such. competitively battling. But here are just like the bare bone basics. First of all, you should be doing what's calling EV training. Uh, for your Pokemon when you when you want to play competitively. This is the easiest place to start, like the easier bar- easiest barrier to entry. The first what, yeah. So you get three EVs. <laughs> uh, EV training does not, does not stand for the Pokemon EV, but la- rather it's an abbreviation for effort values. And these are like somewhat hidden numbers, not so much anymore due to super training. Hey. Yeah, where you four of these magical numbers will give you an extra stat point in a specific stat, and it's not too bad. It's really easy to get these. You can do it through super training, which I've mentioned before, to get certain certain stats. Uh, you have a maximum of five hundred and ten on each Pokemon, but a maximum of two fifty five in each stat. It's which well, it's, no, no, it's, it's two fifty five. That's the maximum. No, it's two fifty two no? now. Did they fix it? Thank God. Yeah. They did. It's okay, so it's two fifty two in each stat. It's been uh, two fifty two for a while. Really? Yeah. Um, it, or, or X and Y. Yeah, I was gonna say six gen thing. Was uh, it? It was six gen. Well, it's, okay, it's been. Well, you, it's it's you should only do two fifty two if you're playing like fifth gen and fourth gen because those extra three are just useless then. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's bogus. But so, X and Y changed it that you can't go that's higher. That's good. in general now. Yeah, no. If you can max it out at two fifty two, that makes yeah. my life easier. And. That's, uh, you can do this in a variety of ways, like I just said. You can use vitamins, you can get 100 uh, EVs in a stat if you max it out with vitamins. You can, yeah. uh, horde, tr- horde battling, Wiser actually really just did an article on this there. a Very few fast. weeks ago. 
and he did a really good article about horde, horde trading, which is... Oras is actually really nice, and there's roots for every specific stat. Hmm. So, you can go and find a special defense Swablu horde, I think on Route 115. You can get a Sandru horde and in the desert at Route 113? 113. And, uh, I was right, 113, right? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds right, I'm not sure. You can also, right. uh, shoot, I forget what, Oddish is on like Route 118. Um, I'd have to look up Why the Why would look at the art? But either way, there's a horde for each and every one of these. And it makes it really easily, because you take out five Pokemon, each of them giving you five EV, one EV apiece in that stat. So that's five EVs right away. Now, if you put on these power items, the power weight, the power anklet, <laughs> and so on and so forth, you can get these at the Battle Mason. Uh, you can... It's Mason or Mansion? I'm going to say Mason. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Oh, the article was a while ago. Yeah, oh, it must have been a while ago. It was a month. Yeah, and you can do this, and you'll get an additional four EVs per Pokemon you take oh. out. So that's five EVs of Pokemon. Got... That's 25 EVs, right? If you're using the power items? If, oh, actually, it's, um, I believe it's more. No, it's four. I know this for a fact, Shamu. It's four per five, that's... I think it's... Oh, no, no, it's, oh, it's four even... per Pokemon that you take out. So if you're in a horde battle... Yeah, yeah. I you take, you get five the... from Pokemon, so you get 25 yeah. EVs in a horde battle. But four times five is... Pokerus. No, no, four, four plus the one from the Pokemon that it would originally give you. Oh, okay, no, I thought you said times four, never mind, I didn't realize... Yeah, so you get you get 25 EVs for taking out a horde. And if you add Pokerus, which doubles your uh, EV... Intake. EVs, so you end up with uh, 50 per horde. So with it, if you have Pokerus and the power high. item... And you're doing this horde battling. You can get, you can fill up a stat in like five battles. Yeah, like five earthquakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredibly fast. It's so much faster than you used to be though. able to do it. I remember in fourth gen grinding with my Electivire when I was just getting a competitive battling, and uh, and grinding on Feroz for speed. And I was do, I was getting because I was using the Macho Brace because power items didn't exist at the time. Oh, they did. I just didn't know about them. I was using the Macho Brace on Feroz. And so I was getting four at a time. I had 252 EVs in it. That was awful. Sounds awful. That sounds awful. But, uh... But, um, I have the routes pulled up, so I can just... Oh, yeah, list them off. So, for HP is Whismer, which is one EV, and it's, um, Ruster of Tunnel. They're all one EV, I believe. Yeah, these are all one EV, yeah. The ones that are on here. Each Pokemon um, for, will give you one EV, so that's five per battle, or if the power item, 25. Yeah. If you have it boosting that stat. Yes. So. Um, of course. Attack is Shuppet inside inside of Mount Pyre. Mm-hmm. That's right. And true for defense is Route 111. And, um, one EV as well. For special attack, it's Oddish on Route 119. I was so close. You were close with Sancho too, but I agreed with yeah, you. Yeah, I was also close. I was so close. Um, Spadef, Spadef is Swablu around Special defense, not Spadef, but special defense. No, it's... Spadef, you need to say. Watch your tongue. Um, and speed is Route 104 with Zigzagoon, Wingle, that and Halo. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. And those three each give you one speed each. Yeah. 
Okay, and you can encounter these hordes by using uh, Sweet Scent very easily, so. Yeah. There's also something for if, X and Y, but if, I don't know, we need to... Yeah, we don't need to look... If you want to look more go, into this, you can... Uh, there's some really good sources. You can go to Smogon.com or Cerebi. You can It'll go to help the, you out both yeah. of those. Or even Wiser's article. It's the Foresight and Eevee mm-hmm. training guide. You can go under the yeah. articles tab and look at the Foresight, and you'll find it. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful. Uh, now, the next thing that a lot of people ask about is breeding. And breeding is actually very important for uh, for getting your IVs in the right place. It's yeah. IVs stand for individual values. Then, now, there's more than that, too. There's there's egg moves, find. which I think is a much more general and easier un- to understand concept. So yeah. I don't really want to go over that too much, but if you are building a Pokemon, please make sure that you know which moves are egg moves, instead, so you're not really disappointed after you go through this whole process of getting IVs and realize that your Pokemon does not have the right moves. The best thing to do when you're um, starting a Pokemon is to just just look at it. If you're like, hey, I want to get a Salamence, study Salamence a minute before you start breeding Bagon, and that's really all it takes. Is I agree with that completely. Realize yeah, just, like, what level of learns things, what, and you, so you know like what you're getting into before you jump into like... Yeah, I agree completely. Because before I'd get like a some random wonder traded like four IV Pokemon, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a really cool Pokemon. I'll breed it in with my you know six IV Ditto and have a five IV one real quick, and then just use it. And it's like, oh crap, it doesn't even have any of the good moves because they're all egg moves. Exactly. Uh, now, as for these IVs, to breed them is actually a lot easier now in sixth gen, and it's very like uh, people think it's a lot more difficult than it actually is for some reason. It's really easy. Uh, first of all, you could come talk well, to us or now. go to uh, our ditto on Reddit, and we can get a, get you a six IV ditto, which means that it has thirty one in every stat. Easy you, peasy. We'll you can also you probably go to Showdown, go to yeah. the Wi-Fi room, but that might be harder to get because yeah. some sometimes people are just asses. And I mean, don't. if you send me an email, I'll get you one. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> one of us. Most of the time, we're in the mood yeah. to get one. Yeah. So. You can get one of those. If you give it a Destiny Knot, uh, you can transfer over five IVs from the Ditto and the Pokemon that you're breeding. Mm-hmm. And you'll actually yeah. end up with... Uh, you're guaranteed, like, three IVs or something from that. Two or three. And you pretty much just For keep Destiny replacing... Not, um, you keep replacing Destiny? the non-Ditto yeah. Pokemon with Pokemon with better IVs. And you'll eventually end up with something with, like, five IVs. And that's usually all you need. Five is usually just enough. Yeah. Unless you're running some kind of weird special attacking Pokemon. You would only need it if you're running a mixed attacker or a Pokemon that needs the extra attack power for, like, a knockoff or something. Yeah, exactly. Because usually you only need, like... There's, like, four stats you usually Mm -hmm. always need at 31. Now, you also want to pay attention to natures. Natures are very important when you're building your Pokemon as well. Natures are also very really easy to pass down. If you find a Pokemon that can breed with the Pokemon that you want, if it has the right nature, hand the Everstone to the Pokemon with the nature you want to keep, and then make sure you keep breeding. And then if you breed, the child will actually have the correct nature. So you can even do, mix that yeah. in with the Ditto thing. The Ditto holds the Destiny Knot, and the Pokemon you want to breed holding the Everstone. Yeah, because usually yeah. the Pokemon you're trying to breed down has it. Yeah. Or, you can, or you can flip it. 
vice versa if you have a ditto with like adamant or something. Yeah, or, even like, that would work. But I think it's just easier to keep the destiny not on the ditto. But that's oh, yeah, usually it is. But like sometimes, for example, I've got this like mm-hmm. that's understandable. Well, just topic. I have this adamant topic. I want to make it jolly. Yeah, I'll just get a jolly ditto, throw it with it, give it that that stone. Well, the nature. Now that we've, you can again look these things up at uh like Cerebi and at Smogon and stuff, but. If you, uh, hidden abilities are also a thing you have to worry about, but you do no longer need a female to pass down hidden abilities. You can do it with a male and a ditto, so don't freak out. But the male, it has to be with ditto. That's yeah. the only problem. But finding a ditto isn't hard. And you can no, do it not like at all. Don't worry about it. Just to pass it down. Uh, moving on, though, I think these are the basics, and you can look these things up at, like, Cerebi, Smogon, or you can come and talk to us, and we'll give you more tips. But... I didn't want to waste too much of the show just going over things that we've done shows on, obviously, beforehand. And I really yeah. want to move on to, like, just some tips for getting into it and building teams. The first would be go download Pokemon Showdown, like, right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. It's a very easy way to make a team and look at it. Yeah, um, just download Pokemon Showdown. Go to Just Google it. You can find it. You can download the client. It's really easy. You can build teams on it. You can give... Everybody perfect IVs. You can make them shiny if you want. It doesn't matter. And you can actually start building a team. But I wouldn't suggest, like, jumping into the OU tier right away. Yeah, you are. I would actually suggest jumping into... uh, If you're really just new and you want to get into it, I would play random battles. Uh, You'll get six random Pokemon. And you can just battle other people with six random Pokemon. And you'll get accustomed to what Pokemon are good at. You'll get a feeling for speed tiers and everything. They level them differently, so it's more of a fair fight. So, like, if your opponent yeah. just somehow gets a Mega Rayquaza, you don't get completely wrecked. Yeah, because it's like, what, well, usually, like, Rayquaza, I think it's 70, and then, like... Yeah, he's 68. Like, level... they, they do Mega Rayquaza at 68. Oh, it's 60. Oh, I'm thinking Challenge Cup. I'm thinking Challenge yeah. Cup. But um, you don't want to do Challenge Cup unless you know the meta. Because Challenge Cup is way unfair sometimes. But um, random battle, just as you were saying. Yeah, like, it's a really good place jump. to start. It gives and you an you... idea what they do. And yeah, you, you get, get an idea of, like, uh... I got some ideas from that. You like, can get a good idea of, like, the natural bulk of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. natural bulk, natural abilities and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot to it. Like, Shamu and I were talking about Pokemon one day. This was, like, a month ago. And I was on Showdown, and I was playing some OU. And, you know, he's watching my battle. He's like, he's like, it, he's like if it was Assault Fest, it would only take 10% or something. I'm just like, how do you know that? And it's mostly because you play so much and you figure it out. You get accustomed to the natural bulk. So my suggestion to you, like, don't get upset if you're losing a lot at the beginning. Because it does take, like, a month to really just absorb it all. Yeah. And if you just play all the time, like, I can take my laptop to work, so I play it when I have some downtime. Uh, Little Cup is also another place. I I preach Little Cup since I've started playing, like, a month ago. Little (laughs) Cup is so much fun. Little Cup's so much fun, and it's the people playing it, like, not, no offense to, like, the top 100 people, but a lot of them don't know what they're doing, Pokemon-wise, <laughs> like, so, that's, like, the perfect boat for a beginner, right? You don't know what you're doing. Neither does anybody else in the Little Cup ladder, except for me. Uh, <laughs> even I don't know what I'm doing. I made one uh, good team, I have to find it. I gotta find that team. And you can actually go ahead and... Just ladder up, and it's actually really easy to do some more complicated things in OU in Little Cup. Like, speed tiers are a huge thing. Oh, uh, Being able to know all... what can outspeed something else is really big. And in Little Cup, it's actually really easy, because I think the maximum speed you can ever see in Little Cup is 20. 
and that's Diglett. Ha. Huh. That's that's base speed though. Like the yeah, no, no, that's base speed. That's speed. without that's without modifiers. I give you that. I give you that, Shamu. Yeah. But that's really so easy to be able like to scarf. find out if your opponent's running a scarf. You yeah. Know? You can you can learn to identify these things, and then that transfers over to OU. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. then, like, cause usually when he thinks say certain things, then like OU is like, okay, that thing. He's yeah. not using another movie that would be better, so he must be exactly. choice or he's predicting something or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But we can get into that in another episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. The only downside is that um, you learn that stuff, those different tricks for Little Cup and stuff, like, oh, that outran yeah. that, that's definitely holding a scarf. Or that did that much power in one yeah. hit? Okay, that's holding a power orb. You have to relearn Every single Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, but the thing... You might have to relearn the Pokemon. That's, that's definitely true, but you need to get those skills and understand how to use the use those skills first. Mm. That's the thing. I think you need to you need to realize how important that is before... Because if you go to if you go to OU and you start doing it, everything's level 100. Little Cup's good because the speed tiers go from, like, 8 to 20. There are, there are 20 base points. How many? In Little Cup... It can go anywhere, or in OU, my apologies, you can go anywhere from, like, you know, 80 to, like, 400. <laughs> and so that's a huge, like, that that spans a lot different. Little Cup's just, like, it's, like, watered down, easier to play with. But that's also, I mean, I think most people trying to get into competitive battling understand a lot of it. They just don't understand a lot of it. I don't know if that's true, because I did not. Well, I'm... yeah, it just, we're just trying to like it's an easy way to get into the competitive mindset. That's yeah. what that's for. That's all we're saying. You I'm not saying if you can think, if you get on Smogon and you want to do OU team builder. I mean, it kind of like gives you a scenario like here. Oh, it'll give you a set. It'll give you a set, and you can use our articles to build teams. And I mean, if you get a kind of just you can just build teams based off Smogon articles on mm-hmm. six Pokemon that you think you'll like or would work well together or work well like in your in-game team Mm -hmm. I think that'd be just fine yeah that's how I got started the last thing I want to point out that if you do go to OU nice segue Bo uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you should definitely look at like not just Smogon like the website and everything where they have good sets because there's I I don't want to say that you should be running Smogon sets to be the best because the sets that seem to win are like the unique ones they are, but I... And I'm not I'm not going to down anybody who uses, like, pure Smogon sets, because I've done it before. I still do it to some extent. I think uh, most of us have done that before. Like, yeah, I, I think everybody's done it before. Has not done. I, must, and, uh, I'm like, I use my own sets here and there, but I use a lot of Smogon stuff, because I don't feel like being creative. <laughs> like, I, I may build tank. Done. <laughs> Go for it, Bo. I was going to say, I Smogon, like, move sets at first, and then I usually see, like, Okay, this move doesn't work. I need to move yeah. on, change it to this. And no, then, and then, uh, that's when I make it my own. Is when I uh, is after I've used their sets already. One of the biggest things I've actually noticed is I will uh, I will occasionally like I'll build a team and like the first five will be like generic Smogon sets. Yeah, and then it's just like I need a six Pokemon that fills a role that doesn't really exist. Uh, <laughs> And so it's like, let's build this Pokemon to actually fit into that role and see if it works. Yeah, like, I've got covers for this and this and this and this and this, except for this huge gaping hole here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I need something that'll cover that. 
It's like I need like, a very offensively uh, physical. Um, let's see, what type is tip? Like a physical psychic type or something. And it's just like I need something yeah, to fill that role. And it's just like, oh god. <laughs> uh, Galade. Um, it's Galade's yeah, alright. Galade, yeah. Metacham. Those are the two options. Because Metacham yeah. think is gonna go down to UU now, which is gonna be insane. Well, the thing is, you have Talonflame to worry about with them. Well, yeah. You're... Because they're fighting type. Talonflame, so, yeah, still, let's not get into the specifics. A big, a big stress. Oh, yeah. Let's not get into yeah. the specifics. Either well, way. Anything with what? Psyshock, right? Yeah, that's Psyshock, that's Psyshock helps a lot with that. That hits, that hits for physical mm-hmm. damage based on your special stat, yeah. is that right? Yeah. It... Yeah, yeah. It's like um, Secret Sword as well. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. but fighting that's type. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I mean, Psychic has a lot less physical moves mm-hmm. than fighting does. All right. I think yeah. that's like a really good competitive I... introduction. I want to say one other thing, though, about this. Yeah, no, I definitely. Closing remarks. Go for it. Another, like, another thing, what I did when I got into it, I just watched competitive battlers. Yeah, like, that helps, I would, too. I would honestly recommend you just... You want to get into the metagame and you need like some hints? Just go watch like Shofu, Shofu or someone or Pokegame. Pokegame knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, like Pokegame or Sh- oh, Shofu got a new few new videos up recently. So with Pokemon battles, even like Jay Witz has some pretty so, good. Jay Witz, yeah. well, not, yeah. not 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 competitive battling. He's got some hints okay. and tricks, okay. but when you want I, to actually competitive maybe, battling, I'd heard from someone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he wow. might be getting into it, but that's... I don't think he's doing. I, I don't think he's nearly as well. Good. No, he. I think he's mentioned before though. He might start doing some Pokemon. Yeah. Dreaming like battle wise. So. But, All right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for our good competitive introduction. Uh, if you want more, you can obviously come to the website, talk to us. We have some great articles around the internet. There's plenty of great articles. Uh, if you have any questions specifically, you can email me. I'll email back to you. And yeah, we can, you can like, even come to the website. I'm usually there. Some days I'm not, depending on my workload. But, you know, just come ask me questions. I'll give you some answers. Yeah, I know I usually stop and chat once or twice a day. Yeah. So, usually. That's it for the topic. We're going to go to commercial break. Catch you guys on the flip flop. Rappel Incorporated is looking for adventurous, brave, and talented individuals to join our team here at our Viridian City location. We here at Rappel Incorporated produce the number one product in Pokemon Repellent today. In order to create our high-quality product, we need trainers like you to venture forth into the depths of Viridian Forest and procure vital elements of the Repel formula, including Vespiquen saliva, Beedrill stingers, and Venomoth powder. Required skills of the position include at least three badges and a Pokemon team, preferably at least one fire type. Psychic trainers need not apply. Applicants must also be willing to sign a waiver, stating they do not hold the company responsible for any injury or fatalities, for that matter, received in the line of duty. So come on and join our exciting team. And welcome back to Pokemon of the Episode. Our Pokemon of the Episode today is National Dex number 105, Marowak, the Bone Keeper Pokemon. Its Pokemon Stadium Pokedex entry reads, Originally a small and weak Pokemon, it became rough and aggressive when it began using bones as weapons. So it wasn't always using bones. Yeah, no, at some point it decided to use bones as weapons. It was just like, leaks, no. It was just Uh, some... Furry Pokemon. Swords, no. 
Uh, machine uh, guns, uh, no bones. Rounds, no. Uh, <laughs> it's no bones. But looking at Marowak's deaths, Marowak is actually a very interesting Pokemon because of the Bone Club, which doubles its attack, which effectively gives it like one of the highest attacks in the game. I think minus like Mega Maw Isle or something, right? That's crazy. But yeah. um, I think Mega Maw had the highest. Yeah. yeah. And so its base attack is eighty, but effectively one sixty. Uh, if you defense, have. It's got a really, it's really bulky, actually. I didn't realize how bulky its defense was. It's 110 defense, I believe, correct? Yeah. And its special defense isn't too bad at 80. It's ground typing, which isn't a horrible typing to have, but it would be better. Yeah, it Uh, only gives it um, two weaknesses. Yeah, and its speed is atrocious. But Marowak's actually really cool. I just think he's cool design-wise. But you have a set, right, Shamu? I have two we can go over. Go for it. Um, First off, like, the best, he can be used with an S. Vest, or assault okay. vest, I should probably say. Um, assault vest, yes. Yeah, because I'm used to calling it shorthand. But you would probably want to run it more defensively. You can if you really want to run it more offensive, like mm-hmm. with more attack investment. But the one I had is just 252 defense, 252 HP, giving you the physical bulk. Okay. And without any investment in special defense, you already have 196. With the assault vest boost, giving you around 300. So you have mm-hmm. decent bolt in both defenses. And for the ability to move, there's battle armor because yeah, it's always nice not being able to get crit, not get critted. You can run rockhead if you really wish, but this set here does not have any recoil moves, so there's no reason. Yeah, and lightning rod is an interesting choice. Thunder punch, it is, but there's no reason for it. No, there isn't. So it, but it's interesting. In double battles, That's but, still super interesting. In double battles, that'd be really cool. But even then, it's like special attack based instead of attack based. You don't even get the boost. You don't get the boost? No, because you're ground type, you're immune. I tried uh, doing special Rhyperior a while ago because I was just bored, yeah. and I did that. That's so sad. So, but for moves, it'd be Earthquake, Thunder Punch, Knockoff, and Rock Slide. That's actually really cool. Yeah, and another thing to keep in mind with Marowak, you might want to run this on a Trick Room team, if you're going to run it. Ooh. Or at least the Snucks that you probably want to run on a Trick Room team. I feel team. like he'd be really good. He has some really good synergy, potentially, with like Mega Venusaur. He could, I could see that, yeah. I can see that. But for this other set, we're using its signature item, the Sick Club. So mm-hmm. its attack is doubled, and it's going to have 252 HP and 252 attack with a Brave Nature. Brave Nature? And okay. For just whatever, this, you probably want to get a low speed IV. Yeah. You don't have to have the lowest, but whatever you can get. And that's through 4 in defense. Okay. And the moves are Earthquake, Knockoff, Thunder Punch, and the last move's pretty much up to you. The buy through on Iron Head this time. Mm-hmm. Just because for fairies and such, and you can really throw on any move there. Yeah. That last law for both sets. It's just whatever you want. Okay. Um, this one has a rock head, but you probably this it doesn't matter. Like what a you, lot of fun. You can throw whatever you want, and and all like those is probably not an OU Pokemon. It's actually mm-hmm. in PU, which is lower than <laughs> you. But it's you if you can run at the right set and the right. Team, I mean, every Pokemon is viable. In like any tier, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, you could if you want to for the defensive one, you can remove that salt vest and give it like stealth rocks and make it yeah. more of a support leader. It's an option. I Either just, way, those two were ones I just thought were decent. Uh, Marowak uh, is definitely one of those Pokemon that's been theorized to be part of like the Kanga Kangaskhan evolution line, which is just awful. Uh, <laughs> it's got one really cool trivia. Yeah. I would say. Um. 
Let's see. Any cool trivia other than it has yeah. a really high attack? No. Uh. Um, according to some of its Pokedex entries, it says here Generation 2 and 4. Mm-hmm. Somewhere ex- It says that somewhere exists the legendary Marowak Graveyard, referencing Ooh. the Elephant's Graveyard of Modern Myth. It's really, in my opinion, it's really cool. That is actually like really that. cool. That is. I like that. Everything else is kind of meh. <laughs> Nothing else really cool. Either way, that's Marowak for you. All right. So, if you want to check any more out, Bjorn actually wrote about it this week in uh, Bjorn Splash. So you can go check that out and check out some of the mystery behind Marowak at PucklePodcast.com. Uh, moving on, though, let's go head over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving the Green Tauros badge to the person that we grant the best email of the episode. So you can, of course, just uh, uh, just write in, and hopefully you have a great email. We yep. have a large mailbag today. Uh, we may have to start putting some restrictions on you guys. So <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it, and then maybe next week we'll have some rules. So our first email is from Black Gold, and I believe uh, Shamu has this one. Yes, I will take it. Hello, Puckle. To thy black gold, not sea panther. Panther. Oh I my gosh, sea panther is awesome. I think I think he probably he typically writes these on iPhones, from my understanding. And so, like, I assume it just auto corrected sea painter to sea panther, which is a great autocorrect. Possibly. <laughs> Never know, but sea sure panther. panther, you. Do you see the panther? I see the panther. <laughs> but anyways, I'd like to start out with my favorite NPC. Since I didn't understand the acronym, we, which, we, I think we said it like five times. Yeah, we said, well, no, he understood it after we did it. Our, our mailbag question last week was, what are you, what did you like most about Oraz? Oh, oh, okay, I, yeah. I forget. Um, since I didn't understand the acronym, I need to answer this question. Stephen Stone, period. No questions are to be asked. He is amazing. Although the last episode was fun, but I don't have much to say. So, to the mailbag? Yes, to the mailbag. Favorite part of Oraz? Well, I love the Delta episode. But Ladio's just joining your team? Takes the cake. Favorite legendary. Favorite game. Favorite part. Done. Black gold. Over and out. Okay. Moving on. Our next email is from... See if I get a name. Dead Red. Dead Red. So here we go. Hello, Puckalonians. No idea how to spell that. I think the official spelling of Puckalonians. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, fan base. It's, uh, it's P-U-C-L-O-N-I-A-N-S, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds right, yeah. I think that's, how, I think that's the like official I, canon of, of Puckalonians. I think I told people it's just spelled Puckalonians. 
but it's not because no, it's, an, it's a. an A. There's an A. Man, I'm sorry to everybody who I told to spell it Puckle Onions. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I include a uh, little information about myself in my second mailbag. I bought Pokemon Sapphire a few months ago to go back to a retro feel. That was the game where I got my first shiny. It was on the second route of the game, and it wasn't good. It was a zigzagoon. Despite it being terrible, I ran it all the way to the Elite Four, and it was in my Hall of Fame. I was so proud. Now in Auras, due to online giveaways, I have a multitude of shinies. I have a Moltres, a Darkrai, Beedrill, Pidgey, Ditto, and Giratina. I played most of the Pokemon games except for the original Red and Blue and Gold and Silver. Next! On to the mailbag. My favorite part of Auras had to be the Delta episode. It released a lot about the lore of the games, and that character Zinnia, she was a very intricate character with a foggy background, past her dragon ancestors. Like, who was Aster, and how is she related to Zinnia? Just an assumption Aster was named after someone she probably knew that died. Also, there was the multiverse theory that came from the games, which is pretty cool, but much too complicated for me to focus on. Okay, that's all from the trainer with a weird PS, Dead Red. Nice. Alright, you get this next one, Bo, from the okay. Pixelated Youngster. Dear He's pa- so good, he put it in the subject, his name. That's great, do that. <laughs> Please, me, the Pixelated Youngster, back for another email slash mailbag. First, let me say I really appreciate all the people who have welcomed me to the community, exclamation. I'm glad I'm here, and I'm glad you guys are happy to have me here too, exclamation point again. Second, I have a quick question. So, I just got into breeding and EV training. EV is just EV. Never mind. I might have just been a typo. And all that stuff, and I managed to breed a good 5 IV adamant defiant honyard. I don't care if it sucks, I'm putting it on my competitive team because it took me a few days to breed it right. The sharp is really good. Yeah, yeah. Bisharp is, sharp is really good. Get the right moves on it. It is so good. Yeah, it's really good. My team that Eli made a while ago that I play with on Showdown sometimes uses Bisharp. Bisharp <laughs> is so good at pursuit trapping like that. If you if you can play that thing right, that thing can damage everything. It's just like sucker punch pursuit with like knockoff. It's like it can cripple anything in one way or another. <laughs> so good. I've been horde training it. It's <clears throat> and that's going well so far, but my question is, how long do I have to EV train it? Of course I'm going to wait till it evolves, but is there a specific level I should stop it's, at? Because... Oh, we just talked about this, so hopefully it answered his question. It's after you battle, like, 242 Well, levels. no, he's, he's asking if there's, like, a certain level cap. There is... No, there's no level cap. No, no level... level cap for you to EV train now. No, he, he's you... not asking that at all. He's asking how long does he have to do it for? Um, oh, okay, I don't know. I'm assuming I didn't know if he was asking because like, no, you need to. Used, cap- there used to be a level cap, like in gold and silver and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Like, if like, you were at level 100, you couldn't do it anymore, but now you can. It yeah. depends on it. I'm going to answer your question. It depends on what you want your stats in. First of all, how much you want, and yeah. calculate what you've hit and how much, uh, how many effort points you got for defeating that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You can write it down with pad and pen, or you can use the super trainer if you're just going to use uh, 252 stats. Yeah. If you always want to, before you could always get the reset bag and check with it to save before you use the reset bag, and mm-hmm. you can just because it tells you the number that you might subtract, oh, so you can like really save the game, use the reset that. bag, and like you can just check which stat 
That's nifty. Like, oh, it says minus 800? That's not, that's not possible, actually. But like, minus <laughs> 80, it's like, oh, okay, I need 16 more to get 96 or something yeah. done. And then just get... That's really nice. That's an option you can do, too. Okay, keep going. Oh, I'm lost. <laughs> You've been horde training. <laughs> blah, 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 horde training. EV training is going well. Uh, of course, I'm going to wait till it evolves. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and lastly, I got a YouTube channel. Don't bother looking me up, though, because I don't have any content up yet. I'm still working out the technical stuff, but hope to have some videos up soon. Mailbag. My favorite part of Pokemon Alpha Sapphire and most other Pokemon games is definitely all the lore and theories that come from the game. Just look up all the different theories and creepypastas that come from all the Pokemon games. Uh, from Gym Leader Surge fighting in the war to all those creepy ghost girls. My favorite theory from Alpha Sapphire is the game taking place in an alternate dimension or a different timeline. Well, that is it from me. See ya. Wonderful. All right. So our next one is from uh, it is... Burrito Simio. You got this one, Shamu. Hopefully. Is this? I'm not looking at the right one. Uh, it's got a picture of a Mew, like in the middle of it. Oh, I see. Oh my God, that's Um. Okay. Hey, Satch, Viger, Shamu, or whoever else might be there. I've been listening for the past few months and wanted to thank you guys for all the tips for building a competitive team, not only in the podcast, but all the articles. This is my first time writing, so I'll hit on some of your old questions, too. My favorite Mega is Ampharos, mainly because Pikachu is my favorite Pokemon, not because he's cute and all. Oh, right, he's cute and the mascot, but he was... The first Pokemon I learned how to breed for moves and stats, so he became my favorite from breeding a metric ton of them. Ampharos became my favorite Mega just due to the fact he was a stronger, faster Pikachu, and he was able to keep Iron Tail that Pikachu lost up until the moves to the Zoras. My goals for this year are to build, be able to build a competitive VGC team, and take my live ducks on my Pokebank one step further and have at least one of the evolutions with their hidden abilities in 5 IVs to make breeding easier. I don't really have a Christmas Pokemon memory because, or however, Fire Red was my first Pokemon game. I got it because there was a hurricane coming when I was in college, and I figured we would lose power for a while. I was right. And I needed a long game to play during that time, and I was hooked. And I went as far as to have one of my friends from Japan bring Pokemon Emerald over when they were visiting that October. I now get silly Pokemon gets from them, like Pokemon ramen noodles. Luckily, my wife's supportive of my midlife crisis Pokemon addiction and even went as far as to paint me an uber cool Mew painting for my room. Oh, that's what that is. Sorry that I said it was yeah. but it is kind of scary. <laughs> it's actually still really cool. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. I cannot deny that. It is really right. awesome. Yeah, it's silver eyes. It looks like the shining Mew card. Really? Oh, yeah, it does a little bit, yeah. Because isn't the Shining Mew is like Delta species or something like no, that too? Or uh, my mem- my... It, this card, well, I don't know if it made American. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I thought it was like a Shining Mew that was Delta species or yeah, something. There, there is wrong. It's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Now, on to the question of the week. Things I like about Auras. One of the best features is that the two daycare centers just make breeding faster. However, you have to keep bouncing between daycare centers. I like the fact that you don't need a Pokemon with Fly. You can just use Latios or Latias. Like, with the... What's the... Eon Flute. Flute. 
Yeah, if I only figured this this out before I beat the game. I like getting hatching O powers. Getting uh, getting hatching O power or wasn't as obnoxious as buying a hundred individual premiere balls in the Pokemon or Pokeball Boutique. The Delta episode is probably one of the best stories I've experienced in a Pokemon game. And lastly, the Dex Nav is a super sweet addition, especially for find, finding hidden abilities. However, Oraz does have some super annoying issues. Why does it take 13 and a half minutes to connect online on Oraz when it takes only when it only takes 38 seconds in X and Y? I've timed it, and I've timed it. These are accurate times. I think well, then that Oraz is broken. <laughs> internet is yeah, because I can probably boot mine up right now, and it'd probably be done by the time I'm reading this. Um, speaking of online, why is it that, why is it you close your DS in the middle of a wonder trade without affecting your internet connection, yet you close it any other time and you have to reconnect online? I think that has to do um, with, like, just saving power. And I then, see, yeah. Like, they can do it when you close it, but you save power if you're not connected to the internet. Yeah. Because it's not constantly pinging, and if you have to, uh, like, the wonder trade obviously doesn't con- kill it, because... If you did, then somebody on the other end would be very upset. Yeah. There might be, if you really want to figure out, you probably can find stuff online. I'm, I'm assuming there's ways mm-hmm. to find things, things out online. Now it gets bold. If you want to know why this, find it out. Yeah. Like, why well, is, isn't there a place to speed travel like the restaurants in Lumio City? Wait. Oh, speed, speed level. level. Oh. Lumio City. This was really the first time I spent a massive amount of time in Hoenn. I the GBA version, but I only put a few hours into each of the three over all the years. My fire red always sucked me back in, so I was unfamiliar with how the story unfolds. With that being said, why is it that I have this epic battle with Team Aqua leader Archie to stop from releasing Kyogre and destroying the world and killing all the humans and Pokemon, only after I defeat him he goes and does it anyways, and then he has the nerve to essentially kidnap me and take me help and make me help him clean up his dastardly mess and... Oh, and capture Kyogre. I call shenanigans on that. I beat you fair and square so that you wouldn't destroy the world. When you go do it anyways, it's not cool, man. Not cool. <sighs> <laughs> now, a question for the hosts. Do you think we will see an event with the Johto starters with hidden abilities like we saw with Unova starters? Probably in the future, or eventually. Uh, I don't want to say anything. Pokemon has been, like, they've been throwing me, like, wild cards lately. Yeah. And you know, I can't predict anything. Now, what I'm hoping is that in, uh, like, if they do do a third version, if, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with if, if they do another version of, like, X and Y in 6th gen, if they go ahead and, you know how instead of getting, like, a, a, uh, Kanto starter, maybe you get a Johto starter, it's something maybe similar to Bla- Black and White 2. Mm-hmm. Where you begin in a different place, and you're going through the game, and you get, you know, you get your Fennekin, or your Froakie, or, or your Chespin. And, and then you maybe know, they'll have them in the front for Safari or something instead. Well, not like, even that, not even that. Maybe you'd be able to go out, like, maybe you'll, well, yeah, maybe in the front Safari. Or maybe they'll just be like, oh, here, have another starter, because we just give you everything in this game now. Yeah. And they introduce Mega, um... Mega Feraligator. Alligator and Typhlosion and Meganium. Oh, man, I'd be cool with And that, that Meganium can fly. And now Meganium's uh, pedals become helicopter blades. That would be awesome. They already <laughs> work. Grand flying type. <laughs> That's using her neck. It's gonna happen. It's gonna well, happen. Predicted. 
It becomes a grass. Yeah. <laughs> Go the Keep going, plane. Shamu. Keep up the great work, guys. I look forward to tuning in each week. Thanks for everything, Breeder Simeo. I, I don't know how to say uh, that. And I'm assuming Simeo. The one PS is that he lied about the time it takes to connect online. <laughs> That's good to know. But uh, moving like... on. Let's see. Next one is from Trainer Shuckles. Thatch and various highly esteemed co-hosts. Oh, thank you. Hello, this is Shuckles, also known as Zengar. And it's been a month or so since I have written in, so I thought I'd try my hit my hand at the mailbag this week. Hi, Chuckles. What do I love about Oraz? It may sound cheesy, but I absolutely love that the Pokemon I played through the game were my were, were in my closing credits. That was actually really cool. That was such a great way to end the game, and it kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. There they were, my whole team, in sort of a scrapbook of my journey. Nice touch. But those credits, oh god, those were so long. Uh, <laughs> Bo, you haven't beat that yet? Just get ready for, like, the longest credit sequence of your life. I've never watched a credit sequence. (laughs) You can't skip it. Yeah. I also want to pass along the idea I've been thinking about. After playing in the UETC, I have come to learn that the move knockoff is a brutal game changer. I have to admit that I kind of hate and love the attack due to its devastating effects and power. I would love to see an appropriate counter in the form of a held item called the Grenade. I think Toxic Sludge kind of does, or Toxic, or, uh, Poison Sludge, right? Or what, what's There's the Poison that, type leftovers? It's Black Sludge, but it doesn't do anything I, with Knockoff. Oh, oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. But I'm thinking there, Thief. I'm thinking about there, Thief. Or Trick or something. There are, problems. um, there are somewhat counters. Like, there's, um, I think Sticky Hold is one of them, because yeah. it can't technically, and you don't take the double damage. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's actually Knock it off. Awesome. Uh, like same thing with Mega Stones, they only take it only takes natural um the same damage because it's not technically it has to be knocked off for it yeah. to do double damage. So Mega are technically in the counter to that. That um I think there are, if they don't have an item this ways to also give them things like um mm-hmm. Sticky Barb is a really like nasty one, but yeah. that goes back and forth. You can even use um Sticky. He holds Rocky Helmet. So every right. time they Here do, we, they just take damage. I'm gonna keep reading. Go for it. When a move is used and would. Remove an item, knock off thief, covet, etc. No damage would be done, and one being attacked would hold a grenade. And instead, the attacker received the attacker received some some kind of damage. The damage would be a direct blowback on how hard the attacker would have hit, or just a simple percentage of total HP. If we want to be really devious, it can also burn the opponent as an added punishment. I also think the grenade can be used with fling in addition to make your held item more useful. I love this idea because it would cause a knockoff user to think twice before randomly smashing everyone on their way. I also want to have a shout out to the to three com- competitors I faced in the UTC before I was eliminated. Kerry, Justin, and Han- Hanakane all battled brilliantly. Kerry was the first competitor and really kept me on my toes. Justin was both a good teacher and opponent and is willing to battle just for kicks after completely smashing me. Thanks for all your advice. Hanakane, I had one of the most intense matches I've ever played and it came down to only a few HP on each side. We both must have been sweating out those last few moments, but Hanakane pulled out the win in the end. Thanks for the great battles, and I hope to make it further in future tournaments. Trainer Shuckles. Thanks, Shuckles. Yeah. Uh, Bo, you See? got this next one from Mega Merlinite. Er, Merlite? Hey, Thatcher Crew. Merlinite. Merlinite. Here, and I was wondering if you guys could do an episode on the basics of competitive battle. Oh, yeah. We is... could, we'll do that right away. <laughs> this is uh, where I got the idea. Uh, 
Thank you, Merlite. I'm a relatively Merlite. new member of the Poco community, and I am just getting back into Pokemans. The last version I played was Platinum. Anyway, there is a Poke Club at my college, and most of them are really competitive. Any tips? Anyway. Uh, everything we just said. Play yep. Showdown. Just for you. Uh, anyway, thanks for all the Puckle fun, and keep being awesome. Heart Mega Merlinite. <laughs> uh, Merlinite, uh, yeah, there's, thank you for the episode idea. We do take these into account when people say things, so <laughs> yeah. just want to throw that out there. Uh, this next one is from... I still don't end up with Sublime. I miscounted. Uh, I'm going to read this one so I, I can end see, up with Sublime. I don't see one from him. Huh? I don't see one from... Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's Never at the top. Mind. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna God. actually grab this next one. I'm gonna grab extras. First off, I just oh. want to give you guys... Oh, this is from, uh... Hanakane. This is Hanakane. There we go. Uh, first off, I just want to give you guys a couple big thumbs up for the UTC. I'm currently living in China, which has made of raging battles a bit of a nightmare. But the way you guys have organized the tournament has made the whole thing feel much more streamlined. And with those rosters, dear I say, legit. I'm looking at you, Shamu. Wait, what? He said that your rosters looked pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As for the mailbag question, I guess I'll address those features which are either exclusive to or in some way defining of auras. Here it goes. Contest. This is actually one of the features which fostered my disdain for Ruby and Sapphire when they first came out. They didn't seem to fit in with any of the reasons I enjoyed Pokemon and made me made an already infantile game feel too goofy to be taken seriously by my then 15-year-old self. Plus, there didn't seem to be any serious incentive to take part in them at all. Nevertheless, with cosplay Pikachu and a couple of secret base trinkets offered as rewards and auras, I reluctantly decided to try my hand at these. Honestly, they felt like a bit of a drag, although they are more decidedly fun than the original contest, particularly with the updated graphics. I will say that it is worth it for that awesome Pidgeot sculpture, though not for that tacky chandelier after you get you get after beating Lysia. Is that even her name? <laughs> That's the right spell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, soaring in the sky. This was a lot like Star Wars Episode One. When you saw the trailer, you're like, "OMG, best thing ever!" Which was in turn followed by the very underwhelming "Meh." Soon after, riding on my Latios for the first time. Still, I'm weirdly glad that they included them in the games for the first time, as it does allow you to feel more immersed in the Pokemon world. The Dex Nav. I feel you guys have already talked in length about this feature, so I'll just say this: I love it. Who wouldn't? I will say this, however, it's a feature which is more functional than anything, much in the same way that abilities or natures are. When they first arrived, we didn't say, we love natures. That would seem strange. We enjoyed their functionality and the way they allow us to delve deeper into the intricacies of breeding and battling Pokemon. But it's not something deserving of being favorited in and of itself. I would say the same for the decks now. Still, I hope to death they keep it around for convenience more than anything else, as it does make the game so much less asinine to play. But one thing I will say that I will I will be devastated if it doesn't get incorporated in the future games, and it won't. And of course, none other than drumroll, secret bases. Yes, I know they've been renamed Super Secret Bases, but honestly, that's a mouthful. And the addition of the super just seems to cheapen the whole concept rather than ag oh my gosh, agronaut is it? Which of course, which I assume was their mistaken intention. Anyways, they're amazing for every reason that you guys know. So I won't waste your time by simply reiterating what you already think. I spend way more time collecting flags, re-re-redecorating my base more than anything else. Including breeding, I'm now up to 851 flags. Platinum rank, here I come. 
Oh, and, yeah. And yet I'm mystified for by the number of poorly ranked and undecorated bases I ran into. I don't have any favorites other than Blizzy Brigand bases, which are so incredibly helpful, precisely because I want to get as many... I want to... I want to see as many types of bases as possible, but disappointingly, about 5% of them actually have any effort put into them. Come on, people. Get your act together. As for my secret base, please, please do come and visit. Otherwise, all those hours I spent pimping it out will be in vain. It's on Route 126, and yes, you do need surf and fly. Do- surf and dive. Fly also makes the trip shorter. There's a reason they're called secret bases, you know. Otherwise, where's the fun? Anyways, yeah, there's my answer. Secret bases are by far the most engaging feature in Oraz, in my opinion, and I look forward to being heartbroken when they're inevitably excluded from Gen 7, as well as from hearing from you and what the other listeners make of them. Hanakane. Uh, boom. That's good enough. Oh, P.S. I'm currently listening to the Gold Silver soundtrack on YouTube. Man, that music is something else. You guys haven't already done an episode on Pokemon music? That would be an amazing one. I would love to hear what you have to say on that topic. That's just a lot of prep work, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, next one is from Area G. You got this one, right, Shamu? Yeah, I got it. Alright. Hey, Thatch, Scyther, and Bo. Did I? No. Nice. Before we continue, I'd like to point out how much, like, how dumb we are for just never just putting in the right people and just reading whatever people write. We're douches. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're always, like, insert co-host, like, but we never insert. We just say insert co-host. Yeah. We we are horrible people. <laughs> We're just really bad. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. All right. So I'm done though from the UUTC, and since I'm retiring this team, I thought I'd share my thought process. So we chose Mega Slowbro because he's obviously the best Pokemon ever with zero weaknesses. He does. Zigudra is because Grass Electric isn't Slowbro's favorite attack. Lovion is for Slowbro's dislike of Dark Bug. Chansey is for when Slowbro doesn't feel like taking a special attack or a ghost, or if he's toxic. Ditto has the gal gall to set up on Slowbro. Oh, oh, Ditto, if anyone has the gall to set up on Slowbro, okay. So there has priority because Slowbro is so good that he lets his opponents go first. Okay, so Slowbro has a lot of weaknesses, but hey, they're all pink. <laughs> Too bad it didn't win at all. Goes to show you that you shouldn't make team around one color. It was fun, though. Well, better Pokey luck next time, Area G. Or Area G. Wonderful. Uh, I'm also going to read this one by Sublime, because it is god-awful long. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. Here we go. How now, Trainer Thatch and whoever you have as co-host this time? Sublime Manic is back at it again, and by this point, you know that means... So just strap yourselves in now. Let me start by saying that a new badge needs to be created and immediately given to Scrawn for reading emails from both myself and the fluffiest Whimsicott in a single episode last week. Since I believe Chatot has already been utilized for badge design, which is a shame because Chatty Chatot badge sounds perfect for this, it could be the Sparkling Water Badge, or if you'd be clever, the Thirst Prize Badge. (laughs) Because Scrawn literally had to drink some water between reading our emails to quench that thirst. Uh, <laughs> speaking of thirst, it involves a water-type gym leader of fabulicity, and that has been brought up in at least two emails in the past in the apparent now-ongoing dialogue via the mailbag. I definitely side with the fluffy with Fluffiest in regards to shipping Stephen and Wallace as opposed to Cynthia. For anyone shipping Cynthia with him instead, 
I ask you this. Who comes to visit Cynthia at her villa in Unova, where she vacations in the summer? Hint, not Steven. But as some people, I would put higher up on the shipping list for her, while Steven and Wallace are canonically off gallivanting, gallivanting together around Hoenn. And that is all I have to say about that. Wait, Speaking, wait, wait. Is that a better water gym leader? What about Juan? We're not talking about only. we're not talking about that at all. We're talking about shipping. That has only. nothing to do with Juan. Shut up, no. Shannon. Speaking of gallivanting no. around Hoenn, my segue ga- game is on point, as you can see. That brings us to this week's mailbag topic. Since you were reviewing Auras as a game today, I had to spill my tea on the matter. As Pokemon fans, I think a large part of the Pokemon community gets really hyped whenever a new game gets released. And releases these last few years have become more regular than someone on activity. And a lot of people hype the game up simply because it's a new Pokemon game. And Pokemon games are automatically awesome regardless of its actual quality or how it compares to previous entries in the series. We often get much excited about the new Pokemon or new forms or new legendaries or new mega evolutions to play with competitively that will all be tossed into formats we play in. Or if it's a remake, a lot of people will ride a nostalgia train and hype that up. All without actually being willing to apply criticism to a Pokemon game because it's a Pokemon game. While I think Auras is perfectly serviceable, I have made it no secret that it is far from my favorite Pokemon game in the series, and I really do not think it is anything particularly special. I'm a bit better as... I'm, a, I'm still better as muck about character customization being removed. Soaring is super gimmicky and not really a selling point in my mind. The Pokemon available in the region as you play through the game is disappointingly shallow at this point of the franchise, especially in contrast with the last couple of games before it. Gym leaders offer virtually no challenge, and can we talk about how inexcusable it is that you can no longer buy all of the specialty Pokeballs from a single location? Or how it's a step backwards to once again to press B to run, after it was no longer nece- necessary in the last game we received. That, yeah, that's such a pain in the butt. <laughs> I hate it. I miss roller skates. And I haven't well, even played uh, the roller skates I never liked. What? But if I could run using the circle pads... They could avoid the grass. Oh, it yeah, you, that's what you should have. You should be able to use a circle pad to move or switch mm-hmm. between... Like, circle oh, being I, automatically roller skates pissed me off. You could press B to switch between roller skates, running shoes, and sneaking on my circle pad on the 3DS. That'd that would be, cool. be... That would be awesome, yeah. You should be able to swap between them all. That would be... Helpful. Maybe not sneaking. Yeah, I like, I like that sneaking that. takes some kind of skill. Well, I get that, but, like, you could press B to be like, okay. I'm you could in... be B to walk. Oh, more like more like <laughs> Animal Crossing with the net. I get it. Uh, I thought the highlight of the game was the Delta episode, which seems to be a popular position. You know, the thing that start, that starts after you beat the game proper. Because it makes a lot of sense to say the best part of the game for, af- <laughs> for after it has actually already been finished. That's a great way to get people to to like a game if they aren't going to love it before they simply be going in simply because Pokemon can so easily get an automatic pass. In defense on Auras, though, it's super convenient to be able to obtain every single Megastone in the single game and farm so many legendaries, neither of which actually relates to playing through the story of the game itself. So shell out 40 bucks to buy all new Megas and legendary Pokemon today. Stay fabulous and don't wear socks with flip-flops. Subline Manic. You got this last one from Trainer Revenate, Bo. Hey, Hughes Puckle, it's Trainer Revenate. Uh, Ethan, if you're there, sorry, not sorry, for saying Scrawn is cooler than you. Maybe try being a vegetarian or something like that. (laughs) 
Anyways, in an attempt to slip this in before the episode is aired, I will attempt to make this as brief as possible, so on to the mailbag. My favorite part of Oraz is sort of a three-way tie between awesomeness, nostalgia, and hilarity. I love... I really love the dramatic climax at the end of the Delts episode, because that was pretty magnificent, yet I enjoyed the nostalgia of the entrance where the game begins with your character playing the old third-gen games. Nice touch of having Professor Burke chased around by his wife. It was also quite amusing. Uh, I honestly cannot say which was superior because they all fell so neatly in place within these remakes. But that's all for this week. Keep up the awesomeness, awesome work, and I'll see you on the flippity floopity flop. All right. And that is our mailbag this week. So who do you guys think should win the mailbag badge this week? Anybody stick out in your Uh, mind? uh, I gotta go back and look at names. (laughs) Yeah. Well, was there just, Um, like, one email? Anything that anybody said? I'm gonna go with, um... Simio, the guy with the Mew painting. I, like I kind of like the guy with the Mew painting. Yeah, I like Mew painting. Okay, Breeder Simio, you won the Green Tauros badge. You can go to the website and submit for a Green Tauros badge, and we'll be more than willing to give it to you. So please do, pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, as always, we will present you with another mailbag question this week, since we did not give a review of Auras this week, as intended. But we instead talked about competitive battling and introductions. Do you guys have any questions on it? Send it to us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Do you have any tips for new people that maybe we didn't mention? Send that in to pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Did you think Bo sounded really sexy on today's episode? Send it in to Uh, (laughs) pucklepodcast.gmail.com. So uh, please do. That's our question for next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want some more Puckly goodness, you can check out PucklePodcast.com, come to the chat, talk to us on the forums. We can also, you know, we have a tournament going on right now, but we should have another one with some details by the end of the month. Uh, PuckleCon's gonna get worked out this month as well, uh, so look forward to that. You can also come and chat on the chat box, as usual. Uh, if you want to know more about Puckle, and you want to hear people ramble on social media, you can follow us at, at... Puckle Podcast on Twitter. You can follow us, or you can like us on Facebook, and you can even follow us on Tumblr. And we even have a subreddit if you people read it at all. You can check out r slash Puckle. Don't do so. it. It's evil. <laughs> so, until next time then, uh, check out the website, email me, and Bo, and Dr. Shamu, and Ethan, and Scrawn, and Viger, and Other. Scissor, all at Here. who? Gator. Oh, and Gator. All at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. So we will uh, get back to you with that. And so I guess until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Bosephus. And I'm Shabu. And here in the radio tower in Lavender Town, it's closing time. i
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.